Thank you, worship team. Boston, where are you? You're disappearing behind the curtain. Here he comes. Boston. Hey, buddy. Come on out, man. This is your first time or second time drumming, huh? Second time. Awesome, man. What a great job. I remember when I first started out. Great job, man. So, so proud of you. You've just done an amazing job just with a youth band. And so proud of you just to see how far you're growing. And looking forward to seeing you grow and emerge as a, as a fine young man. You're awesome. Come on, give him a, give him a hand this morning. Hey, it's great to see you here. And uh, I want to share something with, I felt God has placed in my heart uh, over, this, over this period of time. And uh, for me, I've just been so deeply touched by the presence of the Lord this week. And uh, so I just want to just unpack what I've been feeling and uh, speak to me about. And uh, if you've got your Bibles with you, well, I just want to look at Psalm 100 and chapter 139. 139. This is where David, uh, King David, was reflecting. There must have been some stage in, his, in the latter part of his life where he is reflecting on his journey. He's reflecting on his life. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I will sit out on my deck and I'll, or if I'm out hunting somewhere, and just consider, look back on my life and look at, uh, uh, even right back when I was a young infant and uh, as far back as I can remember, I can start to reflect on the, the various moments and the various days of my life and where I am now and where God is taking me. And it's an amazing thing to do. And, and uh, just as I started to meditate and think about that, I started to meditate and remember that the goodness and the grace of God and how he has manifested his, uh, his grace upon my life in so many different ways. And uh, David here is at a, in a similar position And uh, I know it's quite long, but we're just going to read through it a little bit because it's pretty powerful. And he says here in verse 1, Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thoughts from a far way off. And you comprehend my path and my lying down. You are acquainted with all my ways, even those things that I do that are, yeah, Scratching and things like picking my teeth. and You know all of those, Lord. And there is not a word on my tongue, but behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. You have hedged me behind and before and laid your hand upon me. Yeah, I remember when the dad laid his hand upon me a couple of times too. In a good way, you know. It's a good thing. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me to even understand. It is high. Verse 7, he says, And where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into the heavens, you are there. And if, my, if I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there also. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. For if I say, surely the darkness shall fall upon me, even the night shall be light and about me. Indeed, your darkness shall not hide hide from you, but the night shines as the day. The darkness and the night are are both alike to you. And this is where I wanted just these next couple of verses I'm going to look at this morning. For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. And I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvellous are your works, and that my soul knows very, very well. 
My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. And in your book, everybody say, in your book. In your book, they were all written. The days fashioned for me. Somebody say, days fashioned for me. Yet as when there were none of them. In verse 17, just, we're just going to do these last two. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they would be more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. Just an amazing piece of scripture. I just started to meditate on that over these years, over this, over this week, and started to reflect just the presence of the Lord, the, the, the moments, the times when I've encountered the presence of the Lord, where I felt his presence speak to me. There are times where I was on, felt like I was on top of the world, and I just felt his presence around me. But there was times when, even with David, that he felt where the Bible says where he had made his bed in hell, and there his presence found him. You can find that wherever you choose, whatever choices that you make in life, wherever your life takes you, there's nowhere you can go that you can hide from the presence of the Lord, even though it seems sometimes when he's a long way away. And some of us make choices, we have made choices that have brought us uh, into very dark places. But even in there, the Bible says, even when I have made, doesn't say when the Lord had put in there, when I'd made or where the, the, the choices or other people's choices had put me in a bad place, even there your presence found me. One of the things about the, uh, I, I guess, one of the most amazing things we can experience in life, the most amazing thing, is to be aware of the presence of God in us and around us. And I, just for me, over this last week, uh, I've just been meditating on these pieces of Scripture. And there's a cut and there's some, I, I believe there's some very powerful things in there that I want to just unpack for you this morning. And will also speak, you'll also hear where I believe God has placed us as a church. And, uh, and just as I started to meditate and think on this, I just started to feel the presence of God afresh and uh, felt him speak to me regarding the church. And he says here, you think there's a couple of the words here. David is reflecting on God and his eternal omnipresence. He's reflecting on his own life and he's reflecting on moments throughout his life and his journey of discovering God's presence. Imagine the day when, when, when David must have reflected back as a young boy when he first discovered or first became aware of the presence of God. And then how that presence had led him through uh, uh, with the sheep and how his presence had uh, led him as a shepherd and then how his presence came around him when he faced Goliath. How his presence also, how he discovered the presence of God when he was being hunted and pursued by the people that's supposed to love him. When he discovered the presence of God when he had to pretend like he was, he was mad in order to escape. Uh, again, he would have felt the presence of God even at that point. And the day he became king, uh, he would have felt the presence of God again. And uh, of course, all these other parts in between as well. But he must have remembered the highlights, moments in his life or days in his life where uh, he didn't always know how that day would work out. Uh, you'll find in our lives where the, our, our lives are full of moments and our, our days are, are full of opportunities for the grace of God to be manifest in our life. And I believe that we're living in great days right now where God's presence will be poured out in a greater dimension upon our life. And he says, every day of my life was recorded in your book 
So one of the things we just started to see, and you may be a Christian for a long time and, and, and have an understanding of this. So this is really for the benefit of, um, and just to remind us that David is talking, when he starts to understand what David, God is talking about and who God is, he says that you are, my days were formed before they were even there. And so one of the things that I started to understand, uh, some key parts here, every day of my life was recorded in your book before even the days had begun. Every moment was laid out before a single day had even passed. Your eyes saw my substance before yet being unformed in your book they were all written in the days that were fashioned for me. From this scripture, we can see that our lives or the measure, uh, the measure of time in which we exist in our life and the body itself exists in another dimension that supersedes the dimension that we live in. And for many people, and even for myself, you know, I've been a Christian for a long time and, and I know this up here, but as I started to meditate again in here, the significance of what that means. And one of the things that we read through the Scriptures, we see people who's, who, who made an incredible impact and we read about this, the story of their lives today, that one of the things that they all have in common was that they had an eternal perspective on life. They understood that their life uh, meant or existed within a, a dimension that was far bigger than what they existed in. That their numbers, the number of their days on earth was finite, but yet their, uh, their life or their, 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 who they were was, a, was an infinite being that will live on forever. And it's what we do in these days that are fashioned for us, these moments that are set for us, that have been pre-purposed, pre-designed for us, well, what will affect uh, what happens in eternity for us. And my friends, if you and your heart and if your life can live, if we as a church, as individuals can live our lives with an eternal perspective, understanding that every day and every moment, whether they're good or bad, has been pre-fashioned for us. Our days have been fashioned. The word fashion means to design or to form up. It's not a, a random chance. You may think that things that are coming upon your path are a random chance. No, every day has been fashioned before the foundation of the earth for you to walk in and for His presence, for His grace to be expressed in there. And if we could live our life with that in mind every day, that every day is fashioned by God, that every moment, whether it's good or bad, whether it's high or low, whether it's dark or light, has been fashioned by God. So we see here our life lives in a parallel. I guess that's the best way I could describe it. Uh, it, lives in a, in a, it lives within another dimension of eternity. And uh, one of the things that I believe that with, with God, was, and we know as, a, as Christians, that God has made us in order to, to demonstrate or to reveal His goodness through us. That is why He's made us to enjoy our presence and for, for us to enjoy His presence. One of the things He said in Ecclesiastes uh, 3 verse 11, it says, this, it says this, that He has made everything beautiful in its time and He has put eternity in men's hearts. He has put eternity in men's hearts. So one of the things that we can, we can take out from here is that there are, when we start to think about eternity, often people think about eternity that's way out there somewhere. But the Scripture clearly says, and David also understood this, that there is a, an eternity that, yes, it's without, outside, but there is an eternity that lives in our hearts. Every person in this room, God has placed eternity within there. When you start to think about that, when you start to imagine, what it does, it starts to 
affect or starts to influence the way that you would live your life. The problem is with many people when they when their vision is short, they only think about either from day to day or from week to week or from year to year. But actually God has called us to live a life that is much bigger than that, regardless of where we have started in our life. That God has called us to live a life that we could impact, that the decisions that our lives today, that the lives, that, that the days that are fashioned for us, the, the moments that are fashioned for us can be uh, opportunities for God to show His wonderful grace and His wonderful mercy. My goodness, church, what an amazing opportunity. Regardless of what race you are, regardless of what circumstances you were born in, it does not matter. God has got an opportunity. God has fashioned the days for us, every one of us. And when you start to understand that, when you start to see that your life has an eternal impact, it will change the way that you relate to people. It will change the way that you view life. It will change the way that you view your circumstances. When you start to fix your eyes on things that are eternal, that is when your life will start to make a difference for, for, for an eternity. The problem with for a lot of people when they live small and shallow lives is simply because of this. Either the nature of their relationships are very superficial and very shallow. The other thing too, which would be very common, is their, their vision or their, the way that they see their life, their understanding, their belief on life is very short and very narrow. But when you understand that your life, what you do, like uh, <laughs> on the movie uh, Gladiator, what we do in life echoes for eternity. Does it sound like a gladiator? Yeah? Maybe. Maybe I should get one of the women up to do it, eh? But what we do, the decisions that we make, the moments, how we respond to moments, how we respond to our days, Affects everything. Affects everything. One of the things that I've just started to discover is this, this, eternity, this eternity, this dimension exists both around us and within us. This means that the, this eternal dimension also exists within the people around you and next to you. And so the way that we treat people, the way that we treat the person next to us, the way that we treat the people that God has placed in our lives and around us has the potential either to limit eternity or release God's grace and God's beautiful expression. It's the way that you read, it's the way that you, the way that you see your life, the way that you see the person next to you. If I see you as a means to an end, it doesn't create value. It doesn't put any value upon you. But if I see you as I see the people around me, as a, as a vessel, as a, as a creation of God, as an eternal being that God has placed in this house in order for Him to express His nature and express His grace through, then it will change completely the way that I see you. And it's just that I've been meditating again just on the week, over the week and over the recent time. I started to just, I just I pray for you guys all the time and I think about all the different ones that God brings into this church and, and the, the grace of God that is residing within there. I want to just start to unpack, a little bit, uh, unpack this a little bit more. One of the things that we find is this, that God has fashioned every person's days. He has fashioned every person's moment. If you think about all the moments uh, or all the days that have gone past. Sometimes it doesn't see that God has fashioned them, but the, this, either God is a liar, either the Scripture is not true, or it is true. And I believe that, yes, God has fashioned the days. I remember the days when uh, I was completely dis- d- depressed. I, was, I felt like I was at the bottom of the pit of hell. But yet I made a decision. I, and, and even at that point there, I still have the power of decision. I can have the... I can make the decision to, uh, 
to get bitter and to turn my heart away and get my heart grow cold. Or I have the, can make the decision to turn my heart towards the Lord and even say, Lord, I've got no idea what you are doing and why you are doing this or why I'm even in this place. Whether it's my own decisions or whether you have fashioned this for me, I'm not going to argue about that. I just want to know why you've put me here. It doesn't matter why, Lord, but help me understand why you've put me here. Help me understand why you have fashioned this day for me. Help me understand why you have fashioned this moment for you. Because if I can understand why and if I could respond to that, you'll find that God will open up a dimension of grace over your life. And when God opens up a dimension of grace upon your life, friends, everything changes. Everything changes. And this is the the nature of sin is that everybody has sinned. And, And the nature of sin is this, is simply this to separate us from the eternal purposes of God. So whenever God brings us, whenever we come into a a day that has been fashioned by God, and it doesn't look like it's been fashioned by God. I mean, I've had a day like that before. You come into a season of your life where it feels like, like David said, I feel like I'm in the pit of hell. It doesn't look like you've fashioned this for me. But when you find that when you start to, if you respond in a sinful manner, or when we, a sinful manner according to our own thoughts and our own, but when we respond that way, what it does, it ends up separating us from the purposes of God. But one of the things we find about the grace and the mercy of God is this, it's quite flexible. <laughs> I found it's quite flexible, even though I've made some bad decisions and even though I had some very bad responses and I did some things that I shouldn't have done, nonetheless, God's grace and His mercy still found us. So even though you the days that are fashioned or the moments and you respond wrongly to those moments, one of the things you'll find is that even though you start to gravitate away from the plans of God, you'll find the mercy of God continues, follows you and reaches out and pulls you back. And there are times where God has sent people, expressed, the mercy of God was expressed as a person who came and found me and brought me back. Maybe you're here today and you could be that expression of mercy from God that you go and find somebody and pull somebody back. They're reaching out to them, believing in them. If they feel like quitting or giving up or they feel like at the bottom, just reach out to them and believe in them. You're gonna change a person's life for eternity. Just one moment, just one bit of encouragement, just one reaching out of your hand, just one word, just one phone call, just one meal, just one cup of tea could shift the, the course of a person's eternity. I can look back on my life and think the people that have reached out to me and believe God and just done something, changed the course, I believe, of eternity. When you fashion, when you believe in young people, when you give them opportunity, when you do things, they're not gonna always do what you hope they would do, but nonetheless, you still follow them and bring them back. My kids don't always do what they're supposed to do, but nonetheless, as a father, you still follow them in your mercy and you reach out to them and you bring them back. That's the mercy, that's the grace of God. And he goes on to say, so sin tries to disrupt the destiny that God has for us. That's the nature of sin, to try and disrupt the destiny that God has for your life by pulling us off that course. But the Bible says in Romans chapter five, verse 20, it says, where sin abounds, the grace of God abounds much more. Where sin abounds, the grace of God abounds much more. So you find where even though our our lives can uh, come into some pretty dark places or even some high places, when we have sinful responses, the grace of mercy of God is so large and so wide that He reaches out to us even in those places there. Even where we're in the most, like the, where David said, where I had made my bed in hell, there your presence came and found me and brought me out. That's the nature of God. 
That's the nature of God. So wherever sin takes us, God reaches out to us. David realised this when he declares in the very man in this very chapter, where can I hide from your presence? I started to consider a little bit more. Every moment was laid out before a single day had even passed. One of the things we find is that our life is made up of moments. You know, the celebration of birthdays, there's moments when you buy your first car, moments when you find love for the first time, there's moments, all sorts of moments throughout your life. There are little moments and there are larger moments. There are moments of, of, of high, there are moments of uh, depression. Sometimes those moments can last for a long time. There are days of, of, of success and there are days of failure. But one of the things we understand is every moment, every moment, every single moment that we have walked through in our life has been pre-fashioned by God. Whether we respond, how we respond to that makes all the difference to what happens in eternity. But even, like I said, even if we respond in a bad way, God's got a way of just reaching out and bringing us back. Maybe you're here today and you're in a place where you've made your bed in hell or you've, made your, you've, you've come into a place of depression or you've come into a place of discouragement uh, and you're living in that space. Friends, even right in that place, if you would turn your heart to the Lord, there your, His presence will find you. You might be here and you must be doing very successful. Allow the Lord, to, His presence, to come and touch you. The days which are fashioned for me, I don't know about you, but I've, this shirt, I designed this shirt, and I fashioned the shirt. It just didn't happen, but it was, it was put together. The lines, the stitches, the cut, everything was put together. And you'll find that when you understand that every day that we experience has been fashioned by the Lord, and we can make the most of every day, the, 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 the days that we experience uh, people that grate us, <laughs> the days that we experience uh, people that lift us up, every day has been fashioned by the Lord. I wonder what our lives could be if we could start to become aware every day of His presence, start to become every day aware that this day was fashioned by the Lord, that the moment I have with you, the moment that we're having together right now, the moment that we have together in the presence of the Lord, these moments that we are experiencing even as I speak. If we could understand that these moments have the power to affect eternity, how would you respond? And... I just love coming to church. I love coming to, every Sunday, I love coming to worship with you because there are moments I treasure for eternity. When I wasn't here, when I was in Pakistan, one of the things I was always thinking about was some moments that I missed. Moments I, I, I missed just was spending time with the people and talking with them. This, uh, this, this taonga here was given to me uh, by one of my good friends. I got to do a bit of hunting with. And uh, when I was over, uh, in Pakistan and there was no such things to do like that, I'd reflect back on the moments that I have discussing and just talking with them. And uh, these are moments that can be life-changing. My encouragement to you is to this, is, is what are you doing with the moments that God is creating for you? What are we doing with the days? What are we doing to collectively as the church with the days that God has fashioned for us today? I believe even right now we are living in days that God has fashioned for us. You start to see this, it's quite amazing. And uh, David was reflecting upon all these ways. And one of the things that he's, uh, what he's talking about here is the days and moments have been fashioned in a way they are order, in order for God's grace to be unwrapped or the, the Bible says unfolded or revealed through our lives. The Bible says, like David said that, our, he said that our days are written in your book. For many people, their life or the chapter they are on right now Often people think this is the final chapter of their life or just because they're on this chapter, that's their entire story. 
Friends, you may be on a, a negative chapter right now where things don't looking good, aren't looking so positive for you. But if you could look in the eyes of God and understand that every day has been fashioned by Him, just because you're in a bad chapter right now doesn't mean that's the end of your story. God's got 50 more chapters for you. And I don't know about you, but if you've watched a movie, I think if David was in the days of movies right now, he'd be, he'd be talking something about a movie, like 24 or something like that, he'd be watching a movie. And how, how the movie unfolds where you think, oh, I, ca- I can't see how this could even unpack in a positive light. But nonetheless, something happens. And next thing you know, you're at the end of the movie and everything has changed and everything's happy. You find that it's similar in our lives, that when we respond, it doesn't matter where our life has taken us or what circumstance, whatever's happened, our life can be a, an opportunity for the grace of God to be unwrapped inside of life. The, the Bible says that before I was even in the before I was unformed, like the baby, when you're looking, I don't know if you've seen a, a, a scan on the, of a baby before, Kate and I, when we saw our first baby, and uh, we could see the little heartbeat, and it's kind of, we didn't see any of the fingers or any of the toes, didn't see, nothing else was formed except the heart, and all you could see was just a, there is life right there. I don't know about you, but as soon as you start to see that, you just get such an excited, and then you start to see all the little hands, all the, start, the little features start to form and, and start to unfold. And next thing you know, she's asking for a phone. <laughs> next thing you know, and only a little while later, you see her hearts open towards the Lord, and you hear them singing and, and starting to pray in tongues and, and experiencing the, the presence of the Lord. You can see the unfolding of the grace of God, even from a little flicker, into the manifest grace of God being poured out. And that's the plan of God for our lives. He says, "My eyes uh, did not did see thine eyes did see my substance yet being unperfect." The idea of this an expression is before I had any shape or form, you could see what I was to become. So even before we were in Christ Jesus, I mean, looking back at some of the people now, the form in which you came into the house of God is different to the form you are now. The form in which you. Be- you were in before you came to a spiritual freedom or before you came to Elijah house and then where you are now something has unfolded inside of your life something has unwrapped and that my friend is the grace of God but the grace of God is, is, is just it's amazing because it's not just one fold the Bible says that there are there's the manifold grace of God which means there are many unfoldings of the grace of God inside of our lives he says here the single word in this So before I had shape or form, you could see what I was to become. The Hebrew uses one single word to describe that that sentence. It simply is this. It's the word golem, G-O-L-E-M. The single word simply encapsulates the phrase, my substance yet being unperfect. My substance yet being unperfect. The Hebrew word is golem, which is mean there is a form, but it's not yet unwrapped to its full potential. That is the same both in, a, in, in, the, in, like in the physical sense that when you look at a little infant or a little heartbeat, you can see a little heartbeat yet, but the, thing, but the, the baby is not yet fully formed. But yet over the progression of, progression of time, you start to see how that baby forms. It's the same thing with the grace of God. Sin distorts our life. Sin keeps us in a place where we are unformed, where we are uh, in a place where our life is still folded up. But as we respond to His grace, as we respond to His presence, in the moments and in the days that He has fashioned for us, we will find that there is an unwrapping of His grace 
within our lives. Like the Bible says, He has placed eternity in our hearts. So before you even know Christ, He already has eternity in your heart. The question is, the sin has wrapped it up so tightly and and our humanity has wrapped it up so tightly that it takes the grace and the mercy of God and also a response from, from us in order for that to be unwrapped. I look at some of the great people of God around my life today. I know the journey that they've walked through. But I know in that journey, there have been days, there have been moments that have been fashioned for them and they responded to them in the right way. And therefore, there was an outpouring of grace inside of their life. It's an amazing piece of Scripture. And I started to look at this a little bit further. further that, so this word simply means, uh, the word golem means, uh, am I substance yet unperfect? And I don't know about you, but for me, I'm not yet perfect. I know I'm being made perfect by the blood of Jesus Christ. But yet I'm still in the process of being transformed. I'm still in the process of being unwrapped. Every person here is in a place of being unwrapped. The grace of God could be revealed inside of your life. But it depends on how we respond to the circumstances, how we respond to the days that are fashioned for us. There was one other time that this word is used in the Bible. And uh, as I started to read this, I started to see... uh, where we are as a church, and I'm, I'm just so excited. The only other time this is, this is formed is this. It's found in 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 8, and it's used in reference to the mantle of Elijah. So it's the same word, but it's a, it's a, it's a noun. The only difference is one's a noun and one's a verb. But when Elijah had come to the end of his days, or was drawing to the end of his days, the Bible says he had a mantle on his head, and the mantle refers to, uh, there's lots of ways you could, but for the essence of time, we could say it was, a, it, was a, it was a physical representation of the grace of God upon his life. So when, when Elijah had got to the end of his days, and people were wondering uh, when the Lord was going to take him up, and one of the things that Elijah did, he says this, and he says in, in 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 8, and Elijah took his mantle and he wrapped it together. And then he, he, essentially what he's doing is he's, he's taking the mantle and he's taking that, the dimension of grace that has been unwrapped over his life. Think about this, that even Elijah had been through years of, uh, he'd been through highs, he'd been through lows, he'd been through times when he felt like he was alone. But yet he still responded to the presence of God. He responded in a way, he was a man after God's own heart. He was a man that even nations were afraid of. There was a fullness of the grace of God that had been unwrapped over his life. One of the things I started to look at, as I said, there was something about that mantle that you could understand is in the time where he was transitioning or time to release the grace or time to release what he had upon his life onto a new generation. One of the things he did was he, he unwrapped this and he rolled up the mantle. And that there, the wrapping up, is the other definition of without, this is the other occasion where that word golem is used. And it's, it's used as the, um, uh, what's, the, what's the name of the word? It, it, instead of golem, it's, it's pronounced a galam, G-A-L-A-M, which is the opposite. So in one where God's plan and His purposes are being unwrapped over our lives. And this particular occasion is coming back the opposite way, where there's been a fullness of the grace of God that had been unwrapped upon his person's life. And then Elijah gets this and he wraps it back up. And this is started to see prophetically. And he, one of the things he does was he, he wraps this up and then he whacks the water, bang! And then the water parts. And then after that, we understand that Elijah was taken up into heaven by a chariots of fire. 
and then the mantle fell to the ground and then Elisha had to pick that up. One of the things I'm see, one of the things I started to see was this. I started to see a picture of the church. I started to see not just one person. I started to ask the question. Elisha asked the question, where is the God of Elijah? Where is the God of Elijah? I started to unpack, I reversed that question. I thought, where is the Elijahs of God? Where are the people of God that have manifested the fullness of the grace of God upon their life? And I started to see all these people in our church today where God has brought you into this place, where individually there is an unwrapping of the grace of God, the unwrapping of the days and the moments that God presents to us. But also in a collective sense that we are believing, I believe we're in a days now where God collectively is bringing us together. When there's been an unwrapping of the grace of God upon our lives, there's also a coming together of the grace of God. There is a folding up together of the grace of God as God brings different ones who have walked their journey. God brings different ones into this house. There'll be a coming together and collectively as we pick up that mantle, the grace of God, the grace that God has poured out upon our lives. If we come together in power, when we come together in, in, in the spirit of unity, regardless of what has happened in the past, when we come together collectively as we pick up that mantle and whack it on the ground, I'm telling you today, we will see miracles. We will see an outpouring of the Spirit of God. Come on, if you believe that, shout Amen. If you can understand what I believe that God is doing in this church right now on, a collect, on an individual basis, there is days that are fashioned for you as an individual, but there, is day, there are days and moments that are fashioned for us collectively as a church. It's not either or, it's both and. Where God, when you allow God to unwrap His grace upon your life, even though your, the days or the moments may be not favourable to you, yet you still respond in righteousness to Him. You will find that His grace will be outpoured upon your life. And when God brings us together, there'll be a days, there are moments that are fashioned for us as a church. I can tell you today, when we come together as a church, when we come and collectively bring the various graces that God has gifted to every one of us as a church, when we we come together and wrap that up in the fullness of what He has called us to be. I can tell you right now, there is going to be a parting of the waters. We will see an outpouring of God's Spirit upon this nation. Young people right now, you are standing in a space where men and women of God have collectively come together in this place and put and given the, the graces of God that God has poured out upon their life and there will be a mantle for you to pick up. When I start to look at our young, our young kids out here, when I started to listen to the worship, the spirit of worship with the musicians come up, when I started to listen to Joey start to bring our, 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 our kids and, and the preschool here into the presence of God, I started to think about all the men and women of God, the moments, the days that God has brought to us and how, we were, how we've responded in grace. And those days are coming together where we will see an outpouring of the Spirit of God. My friends, that is something to be excited about. That is something to be hungry for. When we can come together, when we can separate the waters, when we can see a, a, a move of God that has nothing like it has seen before. That is where I believe that God has positioned us right now. So as individuals, one of the things I encourage you to do is this. Every day, every moment, thank God for the days that He has brought to you. Where are the Elijahs of God? Where are the Elijahs of God? Where are the men and women of God who no matter what opposition, no matter what comes their way, will still turn and seek the presence of God? Where are those people? Where are those people? Where are those people today that have caught a, a glimpse of eternity that know that what they do will echo for eternity? Where are those people? Where are those people? Young people, 
Don't waste your life. Don't waste your life thinking, living from day to day. You may be here today. You may be in a place where you have made some decisions there or some decisions have been made for you that you put you in a bad place. Friends, even there you can find the presence of God. David said, in my distress, you have enlarged me. In my distress, even those dark days where I felt all alone, those are the days as I started to turn my my face towards you. I encountered your presence, Lord. And as I encountered your presence, my life was changed. And God brought that young man, from a young shepherd boy, to one of the greatest kings this world has ever seen. I wonder what God could do through your life. I wonder if you would fix your eyes upon eternity. That know that ever and have the awareness that every day is fashioned by God. The dimension of eternity, every moment has been fashioned by God. That if we would respond to these moments, to these days, with an eternal perspective, you will see the grace of God unfold over your life. You'll come to the end of your life and I'm believing that you will experience the fullness of the grace of God, the measure that God has for you. What an amazing thing to do, to come to the end of your life like Elijah, but able to fold up their mantle, be able to come to a place and say, experience the fullness of the grace of God upon my life. It's now time for somebody else to pick that up. What an amazing place to come to. Every one of us is going to come to a day where we'll reflect back on our life before you come into an eternity. And you'll reflect back on the choices, the days, the moments. And you'll either come to a place of, Lord, I'm so grateful for your mercy. I'm so grateful for your grace that has been outpoured. But you'll come to that time and your life will be full of regrets. I don't know about you, but I want to come to the end of my life. I want to come as an individual, come to the end of my life and say, I've run my race, I've fought the good fight. I've seen the fullness of the grace of God unwrapped over my life. And in the process, I want to also come together with the body of Christ, together with our collective dimensions, the collective measures of grace that God has given us. That we would come together and release together the fullness, the power of God moved upon a generation. What an amazing thing to come to. Why don't you just close your eyes and just bow your heads. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you have placed eternity in our hearts. Thank you, Lord, for the, the measure of the dimension of heaven that you've placed within the heart of every person in this room, every child, every infant in this place. Lord, I thank you today for the, the days that have been fashioned for every person in this room. I thank you for the moments that you've brought us through. I thank you for the moment that you've brought us to right now. Lord, I pray today. Lord, that you would help us see into eternity. Lord, I pray today, Lord, that you would open up our eyes. Let us see the full measure, the grace that you have for us. Lord, our heart is that we would grow into the fullness of what you have for us, what you have called us to as individuals and what you have called us to as a church. I thank you, Lord, for the days that we are living in right now. I thank you for your spirit hovering over our nation right now, ready to be poured out in, in, in a power and in a dimension that we have never seen before. 
Lord, I pray today that you would move the heart of every person here today, that we would come together in the spirit of unity, that every dimension of grace that has been released in this house, from the youngest to the oldest, from, 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 from one generation to another, Lord, let it come together at this hour. Lord, let us come together in this hour, in this time, in this moment. And Lord, let us see. Lord, the waters part over this nation in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray that there be a rising up of young people that would pick up the mantle that has been established before us. Lord, I pray today, Lord, I thank you for the young men and the young women that are rising up who are not afraid to stand up for what they believe, who are not afraid to stand up against prophets of Baal and see your power come. Lord, I pray today, Lord, that your presence would come over their lives. I pray right now, even for our infants, even in the hive and even the kids' church, I pray today, Holy Spirit, for an awakening of of the grace of God inside of their lives today. I pray today, Lord, that you would awaken eternity inside of their hearts in the name of Jesus. I call them forth as the men and the women of God that you've called them to be in Jesus' name. I pray today, Lord, for every person in this place right now, every household, Lord, that you would open our eyes, Lord, that there be an awakening in our hearts to the things that are unseen, things that are eternal today in Jesus' name. Lord, I call for Bay City to stand up moving the power of God afresh. Lord, let us be a, a generation of people that will see an outpouring of Your Spirit over our nation. In Jesus' Name. Come on in, all God's people said. Come on, all God's people said. Come on, why don't you just stand to your feet right now.